Welcome to the Noble Motherhood Podcast, where we share real and vulnerable stories about motherhood and our challenge to become more like Christ in every season. Friends, this week's episode, I am so honored to have guest Ashley Keller with Glow Body PT here with us today. And to be in in all honesty, this is our second time recording because last time there was technology issues and I forgot to hit record. So this amazing woman is back with us today, um, recording a second time for you this week. And I pray with all sincerity that this week's episode really gets to the moms who need to hear it. So without further ado, Ashley, thank you for being here again. And our first question is if you were sitting down with a new friend over coffee or tea, what would you share with her about yourself? Hi, Hope, and thanks for having me again. It's no problem. Issues like technology problems happen to all of us and me especially. So I hold you at fault zero. When I meet new people, I actually share very little about myself on purpose because I don't want their perception of me to influence what they share or don't share about themselves, about their struggles, their faith, their personal goals. I also want to hear if another woman is good at asking questions or if she will only talk about herself. And then along with making friends, it's really one thing to maintain a friendly and kind, cordial relationship with non-believers. But for me, as a mother of four and a military spouse, In running a business from home, we've been through 10 deployments. I just don't care to make new friends with women who are non-believers. As our time is limited as moms, our main responsibilities are to be helpers of our husbands, for those of us who are married, and B, to raise up our children in the way they should go. So between being a homemaker or working mother, if you're teaching, correcting, rebuking, training in righteousness... Our time for social time to go get coffee together, it's quite limited, to be honest. So really, you should be pouring into the church as your fellow sisters in Christ. And if women are divided into two categories, there are those who belong to the world whose ruler is Satan, and there are those who belong to God. Mm. And the righteous, we're told in Proverbs 12, 26, should choose their friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. So I think the more you can learn about somebody else when you first meet them for coffee, the better. And it will help you decide, is this a friendship that you really want to develop and pour into and be their person? Or is it more like, that's a nice person to know, they're kind, but maybe this isn't close-knit friend type of material. Such a needed in-depth response to that question, which I know that you you went you went deep the first time, but even listening to again, the second time, I can tell that there's so much more depth to that question. And you're absolutely right. That as moms, we have extremely, extremely limited time. And we need those people in our corner who are going to walk through us through the fires and on the mountaintops. So, all right, Ashley, what caused you to pursue establishing Glow Body PT I was just frustrated by the lack of challenging prenatal workouts that were available on YouTube. I did not start Glow Body PT as a business. I already had a job. I was an army officer full-time, and I had no intentions of being a YouTuber. I love fitness. I was passionate about it, but I 
wanted there to be something that was challenging and safe for pregnant women. And so I decided, Hey, I'm going to just go get all the certifications and I'm going to start filming with a cheap $200 camera from my government housing kitchen countertop and use a stack of index cards since I didn't own a tripod and just film my short yet highly effective and efficient workouts from home on my lunch breaks from the army. So I'd literally change into workout clothes, put on a pair of earrings and then hop back into my army combat uniform and go back to work. And I hope and pray that maybe there'd be somewhere else, somewhere in the world who would benefit from these short prenatal workouts and that it could save them time. When I realized that women kept asking for more. I felt more and more called to do that and less called to do my the job that actually paid me. So mm-hmm. that is how I started Glow Body PT. It did not start with the plan of, I'm going to start this business. That wasn't it at all. It was, I saw a problem and I thought maybe I could add to the solution instead of just complain about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just to give you friends a little bit of a backstory on how I got introduced to Ashley, after our first son, Jedediah, was born, a close friend of mine had recommended Ashley's 12-week postpartum workout program to me. And I bought it instantly because I quickly recognized that after I was all cleared and ready to work out again, that I had no idea, literally, even from my athletic dancer background, I had no idea how to get myself back into a secure place in my body after having my first child. And so my friend had recommended her program and I was glued to it. So I feel like Ashley, the way that you started Glow Body and how you have answered the Lord's call on your life since then, for moms, it's not just, we're going to get into this a lot deeper. It's not just the physical aspect, right? It is spiritual, emotional, mental that is serving women so well. Have there been points since starting Glow Body PT that you have felt discouraged in like, have you had those discouraging thoughts of, should I continue this? What, what good is it? Am I even making a difference in women's lives? Those type of thoughts. Every single person who becomes an expert or professional or industry leader at anything has those moments consistently even if you have increased rates of success and whatever your success parameters or numbers or measurements you are looking at, you will continue to be faced with challenges. God gives us challenges also on purpose. So knowing that challenges or what are perceived failures are not necessarily the end. It could just be you change direction. This is a door shut. And maybe this means a God will open a different door. James 1, 2 through 3 says, count it a joy, my brothers, when you face trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let that steadfastness have its full effects, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. There have been so many times where I have felt like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And that's amplified and exemplified after each child. When you are in a postpartum season, your world is rocked for good reason, because your priorities are to take care of and feed your youngest baby, and then maybe also care for other children that you also have. So I think those are the seasons in which I am tested the most and really question, 
Is this where I should be right now? And I think it's always a healthy thing to shake the walls, to test your structure, say, hey, is this maintainable? Is this sustainable? Is this where God wants me right now? And thus far, God has been like, yes, 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 carry on. There will be challenges. There will be technology failures like you just experienced. One time I had to refilm half of a program. This included 21 workouts of the 10-minute plan because the audio got corrupted. We live in a military community and the radio was actually connecting to a different radio on site. We were on the same radio code. And so all of my audio didn't work on those workouts once they're replayed. And that was a, a moment where you're just sitting against the kitchen counter and you're leaned up against the floor. And I was crying. Mascara was dripping. And I thought, I cannot do this again. I cannot possibly refilm all of these workouts mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And God is like, no, you will. You'll, you're going to do it again. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Cannot imagine that moment of just feeling hopeless in that, in the, um, like you said, I can't, I don't know if I can do this again because it is so much work. I, I appreciate the vulnerability because as we talk about this topic, pursuing dreams and goals as moms, we all know that our time as moms is extremely limited. And so when we do say yes to the Lord in pursuing something that he has called us to do, or pursuing a desire that we've had for quite a, l- a long time, and we feel that yes from the Lord to pursue it. Because our time is so limited, there there are going to be discouragements that come our way that are going to try to stop us. And I really believe, I don't know about you, Ashley, but I've, I feel like it's really the enemy who's trying to stop us from fulfilling our purpose that the Lord has placed on our life, whether that is the discouragements that come with motherhood or a discouragement that comes with pursuing another desire that's, you know, that he's pressed upon our heart. Would would you agree with that? I would agree with that to an extent. I'd say sometimes we can be faced with doors shut and sometimes there can be a stubborn willingness that we have to want to maintain control and want to... Mm keep knocking and have God give us a certain answer, the answer that we so desire. But sometimes we knock, knock, knock and God answers. And it's not in the way that we necessarily want. Maybe it's not in the way that we saw it. And that takes biblical discernment. That takes being surrounded by a community of believers that you can trust and bounce things off and make sure that your desires are in line with God, what God has actually called you to. I don't think that, every mother should homeschool or don't think every mother should work outside the home. Not every mother should stay at home and run a business or not every mother should do the same roles. We have different roles and giftings and that's why we're different members of the body and mm-hmm. even are different shapes and have different gifts and talents doesn't mean that any of our journeys necessarily need to be the same or even overlap in what our exact clients are. And I think a lot of women struggle with comparison and they see somebody else doing this online. Like I want to be like her because her life looks easy and perfect. And she looks so successful and happy and energetic and fit or whatever, fill in the blank. And they think that that is what they should do. That is the solution. But maybe God has called that individual woman to something completely different. So that's Mm -hmm. why I think it's important to reflect your own desires and what you really are seeking and make sure that other women who you can trust come alongside you, Christian women, right? Like that's why we want to be friends with having a Christian spouse, hopefully being evenly yoked. That can be like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're on track or maybe you're not on track. Mm -hmm. I really, really genuinely appreciate that answer. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Where, where do you find the time throughout your day or week to grow 
your business right now? Being a mom of four, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. I work in snack size increments and I do that in a way so that it can work for my attention span as well as my children's attention span because our ability to focus. And when you say grow, grow is like a small fraction of what I do in my business, right? That's like a a little hair in the circle of how my time is broken down. And there has to be time set aside, such as a nap time or a quiet time, or when kids aren't awake, that you can do your actual growth work, which is the creative thinking and the difficult problem solving, such as when you are having a tech issue with a website that you can't figure out, you have to learn how to do it. You have to watch the YouTube video struggle and figure it out yourself. Or you're in creation mode. You're thinking about what you are going to develop and put out into the world, whether you're someone who makes t-shirts or maybe you do monograms or maybe you do cakes, whatever it is that you do, it takes time to have that creative process and also lots of failures. And there's some things you can only do really well at your highest potential brain capacity when somebody's not asking you if it's snack time or somebody is not whining or hurt or needing mommy. So when your children are awake and needing you, which is the majority of your living cycle, this is when you're doing like low mind tests that are low on the scale of brain power. Mm. I won't be doing dishes or vacuuming or folding laundry during nap time or quiet time because that's my key time that I can actually think for a little bit. So it's key if you are doing something in addition to motherhood, which is already a full-time job, that you set aside that time to be like, okay, this is my value time. If you do have a God-given goal or desire, save your brain power for those really special moments because that's when you can full capacity. Don't expect that you can have a full day worth of work. And that's not good for your children either, especially if your children stay at home and my two youngest are at home. You want to be giving them the majority of your time and give them focus time so you're not on your phone. You're not mm-hmm. thinking about what you could do. You're not trying to multitask. You're not picking weeds as you're kicking the ball. You're just kicking mm-hmm. the ball. You're just playing Candyland. You're just reading the story to this one child or two children, not thinking about what else you have to do. And I think when you can compartmentalize your mind and your time like that, and your children get used to a predictable structure of mom is going to be working for 20 minutes. And then when the timer goes off, then she's going to come do trampoline time for 20 minutes. And then we're going to do lunch when they can also picture their day schedule. It gives them a sense of safety and happiness and structure and boundaries that you can both thrive off of. Mm-hmm. I, I remember the first time we recorded a few weeks ago, you had shared more in depth about your structure of the day. And what Ashley's kind of talking about is when she shared before, she had shared about these pockets of time that she has incorporated throughout her day where she is very, very present with her children. And then she will have a pocket of 20, 25 minutes where she does something quick on the computer answering, you know, messages or, or whatever she needs to do. But I just love this. I love this framework for moms who are desiring or who are pursuing something something else outside of motherhood because it helps eliminate the discouragement that we can feel and the thought of, I just don't have enough time because we, we do have time. We have the time that the Lord has given us all 24 hours, but it's, it's the structuring it so that we're not overwhelmed by the house chores, the 
managing our little ones and making sure that we're present with them and then pursuing something else on the side. And I would say, you know, 10 out of 10, if you are feeling completely overwhelmed, overstimulated, put that other thing on the side for a while and ask the Lord again, this is kind of digging into the weeds a little bit, but like we all need to to take that step back sometimes and reevaluate what needs to change while we're pursuing something else on the side. Yeah, I really, I really value the pockets of time because it eliminates the discouragement that we can often feel. So leading into the next question, Ashley, what practical advice can you share for the mama who desires to pursue a dream of hers, but feels kind of impossible in doing that? Like, how is this even possible for that mom to be able to do this? The way I structure my to-do list and goals isn't like what most people do. I would say that most people use a planner and they write out day by day exactly what they want to get done. The way I do things is I look at a whole month and I prioritize what I want to accomplish over the course of that month and then work backwards from there, knowing that I can only have a couple of top priorities as a mother. So you really need to consider what is going to move the needle forward in whatever you're doing and what is busy work. Busy work means when you stay in your inbox and you decide to do a random task, like sort the folders on your laptop because you just can't think until they're sorted. Those are busy tasks that eventually need to get done, but they're not moving the fo- you forward and progressing towards whatever your particular goal is. Chances are learning has to start at the beginning because nobody is trained and equipped before they could do something. So plugging in time where you will learn and expand your own brain. And that's why podcasts are so amazing for mothers because you can be learning while you're driving, while you're folding laundry. And so I applaud all of you women listening right now. You're being very responsible and diligent with your limited time as a mother. And with those monthly priorities that you have, then you can fit them into your weeks, knowing that there can be flexibility as a mother on when it exactly gets done because children are going to get sick. You are going to host family. You're going to go on vacations. When you look at a major problem, I use a whole task management page and I will break it down into individual tasks They're all going to be colored red in the left column. And then the next column is the task. And then if I have issues, that's going to be in column number three. As I'm working on them, they turn yellow. When I complete them, they turn green. When my team looks at them, it gets highlighted purple or blue, depending on who checks it and confirms that I just didn't totally lose my mind and mess up. Mm. Having a task management folder or sheet for multiple things may be an effective way for you to organize your brain so that when nap time does come around, when you do get that 25 minutes that you don't end up scrolling on Instagram and your time is gone, that you know exactly what you need to do next because you have laid out your priorities and it is clear and tangible. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. How would you speak into the mama's heart right now to encourage her to pursue that God-given dream or goal that she's had, she has for this year or beyond? You should pray about it first and ensure that whatever it is that you want to pursue, that God stays at the center of it. Because I may be able to teach women everything about prenatal and postnatal exercise, about how to run really fast half marathon, how to train your body to get an outstanding shape in just two hours per week. 
But if God's at, not at the center of it, what does that mean? It's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's futile. So whatever it is that you do, ensure that you are using your God-given gifts and you're not just trying to reach into the dark, into the darkness and grapple for something that isn't exactly in your wheelhouse of gift dance and try to do that just because it sounds cool or sexy or you see other women doing it. Do what you are gifted at and do it with excellence and do it to glorify God and not bring yourself glory. Then I think you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the puzzle pieces, if you may, you know, have a saying will fall into place when it's given to him first and surrender. He will he will lead you perfectly. If he's calling you to start something, he's gonna lead you perfectly step by step. We just have to get alone with him in that quiet place and listen to his voice. Ashley, I wanna thank you so much again. Um and for those listening, I was gonna say this in the beginning and then I completely forgot because of, you know, mom brain mom brain and everything like that. But um like I like I did mention in the beginning, I got connected with Ashley from a dear friend of mine. But Ashley with Glow Body PT, she has um many handful of workout programs that are she has a pregnancy workout program that is completely free. And then she has 12 week um postpartum workout program, and then other workout programs that are geared towards moms who are trying to reach that just new level of excellence with fitness and they're her spiritual walk. And so I just really, truly admire what Ashley is doing. And I really appreciate you being on this episode, Ashley, and just sharing your heart with every mom out there. Thanks so. Thanks for having me. You're doing a wonderful would, job. Would you mind um, uh, closing us in prayer? Sure. Heavenly Father, we know that we're two or more gathered, that this is your church, Lord. And although we may not be physically together in person, thank you for uniting us with women all over the place in different walks of life right now. Lord, we lay down our own desires at your feet, God. We ask you to lift up our chins and point our eyes at what you have for us. We humbly acknowledge that We are just little bits of clay and you are the ultimate potter. You will shape and form us and conform us to be more in your image. So we surrender what we want for what you want. We thank you, God, for letting us have passions and have desires and to be mothers. And we thank you for creating us, creating our children and giving us this opportunity to glorify you in a way that is unique for each and every individual woman. I think that's beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.